Hello, movie friends. Welcome back slash for the first time (laughs) to my podcast. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited you guys decided to take a listen or a view because I am recording video content for this podcast. So whether you're watching or just listening, welcome. My name is Megan and this is How Did I Miss This? On this channel slash podcast, we are going to review some movies that I have never seen, but you probably have seen. I'm super excited uh, to talk about these films. Uh, Most of them are classics, so uh, it'll be fun to talk about things that came out 20 plus years ago, and I am just now getting around to them. So let's just dive right in. Today, we are going to talk about the classic summertime movie, Jaws. I have never seen Jaws. I've seen so many clips uh, and have heard so many of the classic lines like, we're going to need a bigger boat, you know, or like, you know, smile for me damn it, or whatever the actual line is, you know, when at the end of the movie, if you know, you know. Just to give a tiny bit of background, Jaws was released uh, June 20th, 1975. Director Steven Spielberg. Love that guy. Music, which is always the best thing in a movie for me. John Williams. Love that man so much. Um, We've got actors like Royd Sheeter. Scheider, Scheider. Somebody correct me on that. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, Robert Shaw. We've got Lorraine Gray. We've got so many good people in this movie. I love it. And I love this movie. Let's get into it, right? So Jaws, the music alone to me makes this movie. I- I'm a huge John Williams fan to begin with, but like the fact that he created like one of the biggest villains to live, like sharks are now a permanent villain in everybody's life and to create this like that is terrifying and it's two notes like what he's a genius guys he's just brilliant so the movie starts off and uh there's some young adults let's say teenagers um doing a bonfire uh on the beach and then This guy walks up to this girl and then they go for or they run to the beach to go for a quick dip. One of the things I loved in this opening was this guy is like making declarations as he's running after the girl. She's like, come on, let's go to the beach. Let's go for a swim. And she's like, you know, getting naked, doing her thing. And this guy's like, I'm not drunk. running after her like I got this and I'm like what is he doing this is not attractive or sexy talk at all right I just love that he's so drunk he's undressing she's like in the water living her best life right now for only the next few minutes let's just point that out and he is like trying so hard to get undressed that he just finds himself lying on his back and then he just kind of is like laying there meanwhile This girl is swimming like out to the little light buoy thing that's like bobbing in the water and gets mauled, not just attacked. Like all that's left of this girl is like her forearm and her hand. Like 
what? Jaws said, I'm hungry now and ate her like entire body. You know, the fact that this movie was made in in the late 70s to me, I'm just like, or mid 70s, 1975. I'm sitting here and everyone was telling me like, keep in mind that it was made back in the day. And I'm like, no, I get it. But like, even though it was made a while ago, it still is terrifying when you think about it, right? We humans who live here on this lovely planet Earth, we don't know jack shit about our ocean. It makes up like 70% of our planet and we know like 2% of it. We have only scratched the surface, which I get, you know, in the sense of like, it's hard to go down there. The pressure alone when you're going deep, deep, deep down in the, in the ocean, you know, like I get it. It's it's probably near impossible that we'll ever know anything more than we know about the ocean. I've accepted that. But like Steven Spielberg and the writers of this movie did a great job like honing in on the fact that we don't know jack shit about the ocean. And they created, I don't know if they created, but like it amplified the fear of what is swimming beneath your damn feet when you're at the beach. I was thinking to myself watching this, I was just in Mexico for a beautiful wedding for my friends. And, you know, we took some time to just like really be there and enjoy it. And we were in the water, in the ocean, and it didn't even occur to me to think like, what is beneath my feet? Like, what is around me? Like, I was just like, I'm in the water. Splish, splash. But like, after watching Jaws, I'm like, I'm going in with like full metal gear. (laughs) The next time I go into the ocean, it really makes you think like, damn, what just swam by my leg? You know, because it's like, it's their, it's their home. Not just the sharks, any ocean life. It's their home that we are stepping and inviting ourselves into. It's a crazy thought. Anyway, I can go down that rabbit hole forever. But back to the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we meet the the chief of police, Martin Brody. And I love his character. You know, first of all, the performance by Roy was great in this movie. His fear, like when he was genuinely scared, it like came off. Like I felt for that guy. Um, there's like a whole scene where the shark is in the part of the water where like his son is on a boat or something like that. And like the fear that sets over this man to get there and get his kid out of the water. Like I was sitting there like, oh my God, if this kid dies, <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, I'm going to feel so bad for this guy. Uh, but he, he did an amazing job, like really, you know, conveying the fear that a shark can give you. It was, it was pretty great. The one thing I, and I don't know if I missed this. I don't think I did. Um, Cause I do know that there's other Jaws movies. I think there's four total. Plus like, I think some knockoff ones. Um, a friend of mine who's, this is like his favorite movie. He was telling me that I think there's like an Italian knockoff of Jaws. So there's like that whole thing. So whatever. Anyway, I think that the one thing I missed though was a little bit of his backstory like we know he's from New York the movie takes place in I believe Massachusetts in this cool little beach town and uh the chief is from New York so we know that about him we know that he's married we know that he has kids but like they mention that he's got this fear of boats and water which is like 
homie, why are you living in a place where you're surrounded by beach, water, and boats? Like, what? And you're the chief of police, so you your job is to save people in an environment that you don't like to be in. <laughs> but whatever. That's beside the point. But I don't think they really explain why he has this fear. Something He mentioned drowning at one point. There's a scene where they're sitting at the at the dinner table, him and uh, Hooper, who is this uh, marine biologist or like shark, a study person of sharks. And, uh, you know, they're sitting at the dinner table table and he says something about drowning. But like he doesn't say like who drowned, if it's a fear of drowning. Like I I'm just a little I wish they kind of like explain that. But again, because there's other movies that I know he's his character is in. Maybe they touch on it in that way. I don't know. I already brought up my favorite character, Matt Hooper, who is played by Richard Dreyfus, And I love him. Hooper at times says things in the movie that I am internally feeling and thinking. <laughs> uh, there were so many times where I was just like, yes, Hooper, tell them, tell them. And I have to mention one of my favorite clips in the movie and this is solely because my dad this is my dad's favorite part of the entire movie and I have seen this clip my whole life (laughs) and watching it in like full context it still slapped it was so good so the town is on alert now that there has been shark attacks there's a shark in their beach water and they need to handle it so I don't know why all the men all the fishermen (laughs) um We're like, we're going to go out and take care of this with our little fishing rods. And one guy had like TNT with him. And I'm like, what is happening? But they go out and then they come back and they catch what they think at that moment is the shark that has caused all this chaos. And, you know, we find out very soon after that it's not the shark. But they have this shark hanging up on a hook and... This guy in like a camo jacket was like, what kind of shark is it? But what kind of shark? What kind of shark is it? And then Hooper turns around and goes, it's a tiger shark. And the same guy in a camo turns around and goes, oh, what? (laughs) And as a kid, my dad would show me this clip and I thought it was hysterical. Like I would almost pee my pants laughing. And to be fair, it hit me the same way. Maybe it's because it was a little bit of nostalgia for me and just knowing that my dad loves this part. But um, shout out to my dad. Hey, dad. Um, it was still funny to me. And it's one of my favorite moments in the movie. I got to say, like, oh, what? Because then I only saw those like 30 seconds of the clip. But like as the scene goes on, they all start arguing because Hooper's like, that's not the shark, like because his mouth is not nearly as big as what I've seen to have taken bites out of this other human that is now gone. Like the, it just the, the the like diameter of the mouth does not match. And this guy who just whole ass had a very feminine oh, what is like, you don't know what you talk about, man. And like this masculine, like I'm right and you're wrong voice came out of him. I'm like, whoa. I didn't think this guy had that in him my whole life. And now I know he does. It was was just a very interesting like juxtaposition for me for this character who's literally in the movie for 10 seconds. But Hooper is a great character. He brings the humor a thousand percent to this movie for me. But it's, it's the educated person in the movie who knows 
exactly what he's talking about. He has studied sharks. He has learned about like he has learned about the ways of sharks and nobody's listening to him. And it's so frustrating when that happens in movies because I'm just like, we brought this person into our problem to help us understand it. And now that he's explaining it, we're all like, fuck you. We got to keep the beaches open because we got to make money. (laughs) Right? Like, also that, though. The mayor of this town pisses me off because he's like that typical politician that you see in movies and in real life. But, like, it's all about the business, the money, uh, not causing a panic. But it's like you have this great white shark in your water eating people and you're just gonna be like it's fine we're gonna just like you know keep it open and we'll figure it out like no you close those damn beaches like as someone who grew up in florida if there's sharks you close the beaches period right so it was just like he was so frustrating to me in the movie because i'm just like what like we're just gonna keep the beaches open okay let's see how this goes it's not gonna go well and then the the, frustrating moment was there was another attack it was right after the chief's son was you know in he he didn't die he just got super like shocked that there was a shark that like came torpedoing towards him but he was like totally unharmed which is like great But this mayor looks at the chief who has been trying to close the beaches and been trying to put safety first. He looks at the mayor and the mayor's like, my kids were at the beach too, chief. And I'm like, yeah, that's what he's been trying to like, what? Now, all of a sudden, now that your kids are going to be affected, all of a sudden it's now cause for concern. It was just like one of those moments. Maybe it's because of like real life going around me in the real world I'm like this is too relevant for me so I just got really frustrated at that the shark attacks also in this movie were like way more graphic than I anticipated and I don't know why maybe it's because it was the 70s and I just I I don't know I didn't think that that kind of like gruesomeness was like a thing early on uh there's uh, a shark attack after the opening attack on the the poor young lady um there's another attack on a child like let's just throw that out there like they went for it they were like no this shark does not care of age race gender nothing this shark is just hungry and they offed a kid and i was just like oh no not the kid And it was, like, gruesome, man. Like, you're seeing this kid's blood and guts being, like, volleyed into the air. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's wild. Which, okay, we're going to take a step for a second and in in a different direction. I love dogs so much, right? Dogs are the best. I have a dog, a little Frenchie. His name is Duncan, and he's the greatest joy of my life. Um, I love being a dog mom. And I always have. I love I've had dogs my whole life. The fact that there was a dog in the opening, not the very opening, but in the beginning of the movie, there is this guy and he's playing fetch with his dog in the shark infested water. And, you know, you're seeing him go fetch and come back. And I kept telling myself, like, if this dog dies, I'm going to be so mad. They have not confirmed nor denied that 
this dog is dead, but there is a clear image of the dog owner calling for his dog. And all we see is the piece of wood he was throwing to the dog float onto shore. So like that is a clear indication (laughs) to me that Jaws killed a dog and I am not happy about it. I'm more mad about the dogs than I am about the kids. But one thing that I appreciate is that they didn't show it because I feel like that's crossing a line. Clearly in my eyes, showing a young child being eaten by a shark is not crossing a line. But if they would have shown that dog being eaten, I think I would have like I probably would have turned off the movie. Like, let's be honest. So thank you, Steven Spielberg, for not showing that. Then they have like 10 other dogs that are like on the boat when they're like dropping chum into the water to like lure in this shark. And there's dogs on the boats. And I'm like, why keep the dogs inside? Ugh, I just I just couldn't. Anyway, I digress. The shark attacks in this movie were pretty detailed and gruesome and you know what I was here for it because a movie that was made in the 70s compared to now I feel like it's just two different levels of gruesomeness you know and it's definitely like evolved over the years in filmmaking but to me I'm like wow and I don't know too much about like films made in specific times and what was allowed what was not and what was shown what was not you know I'm kind of like learning as I go but I guess I just really didn't expect it. And it was it was very pleasing because I'm sitting here as like someone who has seen some some gruesome things in movies. And that was still like it hit. I was like, oh, damn. OK, we're doing it. We're just doing it. We're going for it. Yeah. So we're now at the point in this movie where they introduce. I mean, we see him at the very beginning of the movie. Um, but the character Quint, played by Robert Shaw, his performance is so good in this movie. I loved it so much. Um, We see him at the very beginning and he tells, they're like having like a town meeting with the mayor and like some press and he's just like, you want this shark cut? I'm your guy, but you best believe I'm gonna do it for like $10,000 and not a penny less. And I'm just like, yes, Quint, know your worth. Yes. And then we don't see him. We do not see him until like another good like, 25-ish, 30-ish minutes. I don't know. Time is irrelevant to me. But like uh, they bring him back in because they have no other choice but to hire Quint as the guy to catch this thing. We have now like clarified that it is a great white shark, which I did not know. I mean, I kind of assumed just because I feel like great whites are like the shark in general that like when you think of a shark that's going to attack you. That's like the shark that comes to mind automatically because then you hear tiger shark. You hear, they, they mention all, a lot of different types of sharks, but uh, we come to find out that Jaws is a great white. And now we're just going to go get him. And Quint is like the badass shark getter because <laughs> like we go into his. um Oh, I don't even know what you call it because I, I don't know if that's like his home or just like his pier office I don't know the place where we see him (laughs) he's got shark jaws galore man like very clean shark jaws but like the bones of the jaw just like 
plastered on his wall. And I did mention this in uh, my live reaction viewing of the movie. Um, I did. I have a roommate. Shout out Mariah. She studied sharks in college. And the amount of, first of all, first of all, the amount of weird shit that I came home to because of this girl and her love of sharks was just probably not something I recommend to any new college person. <laughs> Looking back on it, it was cool because like she taught me stuff about sharks that I like loved to hear and learn about. But I came home and opened up our freezer and there was a fucking shark jaw just like <laughs> sitting like when you open your freezer, it was just there. <laughs> and it was just like open, like, rawr, and there's these teeth. And I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> and she came out and she was like, oh, yeah, I got this shark drive and cleaning it forever. And, you know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, that was just normal in our house. And then there was another time I came home. And she had this giant, again, I come home and it would just be there. She would, I, for some reason, that's just how it happened. And like, I never got warning, <laughs> which never bothered me because I just, I just expected it at this point. But I came home one day and in our living room, <laughs> on our living room table, there was a giant jar filled to the brim with formaldehyde and two... I believe they were uh, unborn, uh, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure they were unborn. But in this jar of formaldehyde, there were two unborn hammerhead baby sharks just sitting in the living room. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like the amount of shark things that happened in my apartment with my college roommate was just, it was a time, it was a vibe. And I wouldn't have changed it. I love you, Mariah. <laughs> That's the vibe that I got in Quint's little hut place thing that he we see him in. And then they're preparing to go get the shark and, you know, go after the shark. And in my mind, I was like, we're shark like the the it's not the traps, but like the the cages, the shark cage that people go in willingly by the way which I don't understand I never people like do that shit for fun and I'm just like why why because I didn't know if that was like a thing back then at all so I was just like oh are they gonna have a shark cage I don't know we'll see sure shit there was a shark cave and uh yeah they brought one on and you know they're like ramping up the boat and it was like really really cool just to like see how everybody was like preparing to like go after this shark because Quinn's character is just like, I got my harpoon and I got my boat and I'm fine. <laughs> Whereas like Hooper was like, I've got this, this cool gadget and this cool gadget and this cool gadget. And he's just like, I mean, the sharks, I don't know what that's going to do for the shark, except, you know, maybe he'll eat it. I don't know. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, facts though, man. Like, what, what is that really going to do? Like at the end of the day. Um, which turns out it was Hooper's stuff that ended up killing the shark anyway, which was kind of cool. So, yeah, now we're on the boat and we're like going for it and going after the shark. <laughs> I didn't understand the whole purpose of the buoy situation. First of all, when they saw the shark, I counted, but I, I stopped counting because I stopped caring. 
after a little bit. I know that we don't see the shark often because it was a mechanical shark and it was like really hard to like get it to work. So they kind of like had to just work around it not working (laughs) at the time. But I really enjoyed that element. Like I think that the shark not working was like a blessing in disguise for this movie because the shots where it's like from the shark's perspective underwater going after people or it's prey whatever instilled the fear into me because like I'm just like like those could be my legs like those could be my legs dangling in the water and some shark is like ooh dinner you know what I mean like it brought the fear into the movie for me but then like when we're on the boat they see the shark and they're just like this shark's 25 feet long and I'm just like damn that is a big ass shark (laughs) there's no way that I would want to be anywhere in the water near this shark but back to the buoys I didn't understand what that was for at first I was like what what are these buoys for like what and I guess it was just based off of watching it I understood that like you know they shot this the this harpoon or spear or whatever it is into the shark that attached so that way the buoy was there to like see when the shark was like coming back to surface which is obviously what they did but I was kind of like oh that's like super smart like oh I would I guess I would do that too if I knew what I was doing but yeah I also think that like the amount of times that this shark got shot by the way like what they shot this shark not only with guns but with spears and this shark was just like ooh that's a scratch. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he was like the 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 Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where it was just like, it's a flesh wound. You know what I mean? Like, this shark was just like, Psh, d- brush off my shoulders, you know, like, whatever. And it was just like, damn, that's a tough-ass shark. <laughs> it was just so cool to watch, I think, finally, just how this movie played out, you know, because, uh, Again, if you haven't watched this, spoiler alert, you should have stopped listening like 20 minutes ago. But I did not genuinely know how this movie ended. I didn't know if the shark got away. I didn't, which I kind of did not assume. I also was like, if they get the shark, how does this go down? We've got to talk about like Quint's death. Like that death was so gruesome. When I say so gruesome, you guys, let's just also put this disclaimer out there. I am not a scary or horror movie kind of person. So you're probably like, I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's some shit. That's gruesome. Well, good for you. This to me was gruesome. (laughs) And I don't know, like there was something terrifying about watching this human because the boat's kind of like not kind of it's sinking at this point right like the shark has done so much damage to the boat which like r.i.p boat because that boat took a beating this boat got beat up so much so it's like sinking and capsizing in a little bit in a in a little way that's like you know tipping and quint is trying to hold on for dear life and uh martin is holding his hand and lets it go like not on purpose but like he just kind of like slips out and then he like slides into the shark's mouth and the shark is like nom 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 and I'm like no but like the way that they like busted out those blood capsules everywhere I was like 
damn, that's painful. You know what I mean? Like, I felt that pain. It was just like, that was the very, and then it's like slashing, and it was just, it was awful. Then, and this was my interpretation. I don't know if anyone else out there feels the same. What got me was that Quint sadly dies. The shark eats Quint. So sad. But then, like, the shark comes literally back, like, two seconds later, busts through the window where Martin's in on the boat, right? And then you see this, like, residue on the shark's teeth. And I'm just like, that's Quint residue. That's, like, his skin or clothes or whatever. But it's, uh, like... We know that you just ate him and now that residue is on your teeth. I was like, too far, Spielberg. Too far. <laughs> it was just, it was like, like he, like Spielberg really thought this movie through with like shots and detail and elements that I think for me will like make this movie a classic no matter how far into the future we go. Like this movie is just it's so good I didn't think I would like it as much as I did to be honest because I was like it's a movie about a goddamn shark like what <laughs> like what are we doing you know what I mean and then I was also shocked because it's like a two-hour movie and I'm like what the fuck are we watching two hours of a shark attack for right but it was so well done and I I mean applaud you applaud Steven Spielberg and the writers Writers are important, guys. Right now, there's a strike going on, and we should support our fellow writers. Just putting it out there. Um, I I know I support all my fellow writers, <laughs> but yeah. So like Quinn's dead, and now we've got like Martin who doesn't like boats or water, and now he's like in the like the middle of all that he hates. <laughs> and um, oh wait, no, we have to back up to like my favorite, my other favorite part. Right, so. There are moments where all three guys, right, Hooper, Martin, and Quint are, like, all on the boat, right? And at certain points, they're all, like, hoisting themselves over the side of the boat. And I'm just like, why? We know that there is this shark who can pop up and bite your face off at any moment. And right as I said that, what happened? It was Martin. Martin was over the boat, like, tying something or whatever. And Jaws was just like, roar came up and swooped by him and then you know he says the famous line you're gonna need a bigger boat which is classic and I was like oh that's when he says it there were those moments throughout the movie where I'm just like why are we doing this <laughs> like, why are we making these choices characters I just don't understand so back to my favorite character Hooper they finally are like I have this I think it was nitrogen or some kind of chemical whatever he's like I'm gonna go into the shark cage and then I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the shark with it and they're like all right so he gets into the cage all goes wrong because it's a 25 foot fucking great white shark and he's like ramming the cage and just like thrashing it it was just crazy and then Hooper manages to like escape and like swim down I thought in that moment he was going to swim after the spear thing that he dropped. No, my man Hoops found a, a, a giant rock with some coral on it and said, I'm going to hide here real quick. <laughs> he literally just like swam down and like hid behind a rock. 
underwater until the whole thing was over. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's the move, right? That right there. First of all, I would not have gone anywhere in the water in the first place. But being that it's a movie and we have to like go through the motions, I would have done the same thing. I would have swam down to that rock and waited. I have my oxygen tank. Like, I'm good. You guys can figure it out up there. I'll catch you on the flip side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was so funny. I love that moment. It was hysterical. Like, I was laughing so hard when that happened. Because then, like, he's there. <laughs> he's there. They're still, like, like this is before Quinn's death, right? <laughs> so there's, like... This is like 20 minutes left of the movie and Hooper's just down hiding by the rock. It was hysterical. Martin did what I would have done too. Like he took the oxygen canister and he like shoved it or like like tossed it into the, the shark's mouth, right? Which I don't expect a shark, any shark, no matter the size, to be able to swallow something like that. But me being uh, a nanny slash teacher, I did learn from my aquarium trip days with my kiddos uh that if a shark eats i don't know if it's all sharks i'm pretty sure it's all sharks but when a shark eats something that they're not supposed to their stomach literally turns inside out and they like throw it up which is so gross but like shark bodies are fascinating so i was kind of like ooh when he when he like first throttled this thing into the shark's mouth i was like ooh He's going to regurgitate it. We're going to see regurgitation. No, that's not what happened. The The canister just kind of like shifted to the side of the shark's mouth. Uh, and then we come to the final moments where um, Martin is like having a a Jack Sparrow moment, meaning that like the whole ship has sunk, but he's like on the very tip of the top of the, the, the ship hanging on for dear life. He gets his moment and his opportunity and he shoots the shark. Well, he shoots the canister that's in the shark's mouth and then Jaws explodes into tiny shark pieces. And it was cool, you know, to see the explosion. But then, like, you see the because he was a huge ass shark, you kind of just see the rest of his body like float downwards. And then like to like verify that like the shark is dead because the rule of thumb in movies is like nobody is dead until you see the dead body right like that's like the rule of thumb and so I think it was them like confirming like the shark is dead <laughs> here is his dead carcass floating to the bottom of the ocean and I'm like sweet I didn't expect that kind of death for the shark to be honest <laughs> did not expect that but I I enjoyed it it was so good I loved the characters the music uh, some of the shots that were done like there was a shot where the the sharks like going after the ship and the lights go out and then you just see like black silhouettes to like the dusk sky around them and I just thought like stuff like that is so cool to me it just looks super super cool I kind of want to come up with a rating for these movies <laughs> but I haven't quite figured that out yet so like if you have suggestions please let me know. But for right now, I'm going to give this movie two thumbs up. This will be my highest rating as of right now. <laughs> One thumb or two thumbs. This is definitely a two thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed it. The music, again, to me, made the movie. Because there were moments, too, where the music went from, like, that da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, to, like, this, like, hopeful music. 
And I'm just like, cool. They're going to accomplish something right now. False. They like, like John Williams with the music alone just like brought you to this like hopeful moment and feeling to then just rip it from you with his villain music. (laughs) It was just, it's just so good. But yeah, everything about this movie was just top notch. I do think that it will be a classic forever. Like I think my kids, grandkids, I think it's a movie that will definitely live past its time for years and years and years to come. If you have sat through this and have not seen Jaws, I don't, I'm sorry I ruined the movie for you, (laughs) but uh, go watch it. And if you have seen it, go watch it again because it's really great. I was also told that I think that this was the first, like this movie uh, was considered the first like summer, like slam of the movie. What's not slam? What's the word I'm looking for? Like summer, I, I lost all thought of words uh it was like the first real like summer summer blockbuster hit that's what i'm looking for it was like the first summer blockbuster movie that like ever really existed so i which is kind of cool because it's a it's a happy ending where some people live but it's also not so happy where a lot of people die i think it's cool to know that this was like the first like summer movie right and uh we're into summer so i'm excited to go out there not in the water i'm gonna probably steer clear of the water for a while but uh uh i love this movie i think it's great i think it was uh directed wonderfully cast beautifully and yeah so if you like this review and this podcast and my thoughts i really hope that you come back and see what i've got next lined up for y'all there's a lot of classics i haven't seen And I'm really excited to review them with you. So come back and uh, watch movies with me. (laughs) All right. See you guys next time. Bye.